This is the Development Locker Podcast, and this is your weekly investment in your development as you continue your transition through life and academy football. In Season 3, we bring you even more episodes, more guests who you can connect with, and even more insight into individuals like you who have a similar experiences in pursuing a career in the professional game. Over the next 11 months and 48 episodes, we aim to cover the key topics you will face along your journey. From the challenges you will have to overcome, the ups, the downs, and many experiences along the way. We will be here every week to discuss the current issues in your lives, support you in your journey, and continue your development to being the best version of you in your interviews from the locker. This week's guest is not only a good friend, but a fellow educator in Academy and the creator of the first Academy podcast. Neil Chadwick is Head of Education at Blackburn Rovers, a Category 1 Academy that's produced a number of players for the first team. But much more than that, they are at the forefront of personal development as well as producing lifelong connections for future development too. In these connections, Neil has been able to call upon some great examples of Academy graduates from various pathways to welcome onto his podcast. In doing so, allowing his guests to tell their different stories and allow his current cohort to learn from them, their experiences and what to expect in their next steps. Our next step is to bring you the conversation we had with Neil as he tells all about the idea, the best episodes to check out and more in his interview from The Locker. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast and I've got a very good friend on this evening with yourselves and yeah without further ado we're going to get straight into the questions as we always do so welcome to the podcast Neil I know you've listened to it before I know you've got your own podcast we'll come on to that in a bit but why did you decide to do your own club stroke academy based podcast that you did was it during lockdown that you did it or was it just a bit after that? We started it just after, didn't we? Okay. Uh, obviously, yeah, we we started it just after. I think I, I think I jumped on the bandwagon to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, during that period, I think everyone was almost kind of jumping on it and become a bit saturated. But yeah, I just felt it was maybe something that, that we could kind of slot in with with our our personal development offer. Really, um, we'd done one in the past actually. So we'd done one about four years ago, five years ago now with the uh, academy okay. site. Academy psychologist who's obviously he's moved on now. He, he doesn't work for us anymore. But uh, he he started one a couple of years ago, and yeah, he, he took a slightly different slant. So he he kind of had uh, guests on from from the academy itself in different disciplines. So he you know he done one based around growth and maturation and okay. nutrition, and obviously did a and then he did an education one and with a bit of transition you know involved in it. So that kind of got the flavour going with it really. You know in terms of having a go and then and then lockdown and. Just thinking it was something different, really, to uh, you know, for the parents. Um, listen to a couple that had kind of, you know, scholars that had graduated on programs. You know, yeah. uh, Blackburn just thought, yeah, be be a good angle to to come in at really, and and just give give boys a flavour. I think that you know, just if you don't make it as a footballer, or you, you don't go on to play first team football, you can still have a, we could still be really fulfilled and 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 that'd be success elsewhere. Hopefully, I think that kind of first series you know, demonstrated that with the kind of diverseness of the, the guests we had on really yeah yeah and you talk about kind of flavor and the diverseness of it was the uh, a particular one objective or a sole aim or was it just kind of to go with the flow and kind of let it evolve as you just got different guessing or was it you were really looking to target and aim that kind of journey from academy player to graduate to you know whatever their career went on to was there a particular aim or objective or did you just want to go with the flow I think uh, I think as it evolved, it did just tend to go with the flow, so it kind of became less less planning based, really. Um, <laughs> but I think I think generally the objective was to to kind of give boys a, a 
you know a flavor of right this is a you know this is a lad for example who um you know is 25 26 years of age now uh being in the and, and give them a flavor of what their journey was like uh so yeah. we talk you know we kind of touched briefly on the schoolboy experience that bit of transition so you know transition from schoolboy to scholar and 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 how they adapted to that you know you know what it's like a blackburn we're in that unique position where we've got digs uh still where lads live in so we find that quite a big and challenging transition uh so get, giving lads the flavor you know how they felt with that and then obviously focusing on that that post scholarship transition as well really so it it, it was it was the idea that that we try and um, you know give lads a bit of a different a different idea of what it looked like uh, but yeah i think as it as, as it went on it kept, tended to just be a bit ad lib and wing it but just just trying to get out that you know there was loads of ups and downs with the stories that we heard you know we had lads that lad that been to America, a lad that was playing in the first team, who now has just been actually announced as club captain, Lewis Travis. Wow. Uh, you know, he's still had obviously ups and downs prior to him coming to us. So yeah, yeah. I think just to give that idea as well that listen, you'll have loads of downs. Um, it's about it's about, you know, kind of finding out who you are on the journey and, and just, you know, working hard and going with the flow. And in terms of who, who do you feel benefited from that? Was it the guests you were asking to come on? Was it the listeners was it your current players or players who had gone on and, and and kind of flew the nest from from rovers or was it kind of a combination of all of those that you feel will have benefited from those episodes that you recorded yeah i think i think a combo really lee to be honest i think i think primarily it was for, it was for parents and players um we felt that it was just a little bit of a different offer in the personal development program where you know it's it's not the traditional kind of workshop that we ask players or parents to come into or that, you know, as as lockdown evolved, it was it was Zoom Zoom calls and, and video conferences type thing. It, we, we thought, you know what, when the when the boys and parents are on the way up to training, it's something they can probably easily access by just sticking on the radio, you know, and, and just yeah. on the way up to training. You know, Blackburn seems to be forty minutes from anywhere, uh, <laughs> so we thought, you know what, not a bad little time in forty minutes. You know, whether it was on the way home or on the way back, gives you a bit of a flavour. So that primarily it was it was for that, but. I learned loads, to be honest, about myself throughout it. Really, you know, you hear you hear stories from lads that you think I I didn't know that I can't remember that, and oh, I, I should have, wouldn't have done it like that, or you know, uh, I wish I'd have done that differently. You know, when lads kind of relay stories to you from from when they were scholars. So yeah, learned loads about myself on it. Uh, you know, and and, and you know, I, th- I think that I think the lads learned a bit about themselves as well that come and done it. Um, yeah, and to be honest, I've kept in touch with all the lads a bit more frequently off the back of it as well. So. I yeah. think it's. I think it's probably. Yeah, I think it's probably ended up having a benefit for them because you know, you know, it's like when you leave, you leave the club or you leave the game. It, it's you, you need to keep that kind of strong network, don't you? Really, with with different people. So um, yeah, I'd like to think that they've done that as well, really, and and they know now that the the door was always open anyway, you know. But I think yeah, I think you know, now it's even more accessible to them, you know, given that we've been in touch a few times and we can get back in touch really. Yeah, I mean, I have to admit, I mean, you know, I've kind of pitched your idea with, you know, the journey once a month that we do on here and purely because of that, that kind of full circle thing, isn't it, of getting lads who, you know, not just recently left the club, but, you know, for a number of years and gone on and done whatever they've gone and done and be able to come back and, you know, rather than you or I talking to academy players and kind of that boring voice and the same face, you know, it's good to have somebody different, somebody who's lived their life, lived their journey, the ups and downs, like you said before, and come back in and, you know, talk to the young lads of going, look, you know, I was, I was sat where you were five yeah. years ago, three years ago, two years ago, and it becomes more relevant, doesn't it, more current than kind of either of us or a retired pro coming in at 30, 40, going, oh, back in my day, blah, blah, blah. I think it's it really resonates with with young academy players and, like you said, parents and other people who have got an interest in it. Yeah, well, I, as I say, I just think it was... I, I thought that the, 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 probably one of the only bits I got right, really, was the fact that I had a guest on with me every... You know, I say, another member of staff hosting it with me, as yeah. you say, because I just think... You know, I just told them to, you know, I'd lead it, but, you know, you just jump in as and when and, and just ask some questions. And I tried to make sure the guest was someone relevant to that lad through, throughout their journey yeah. uh, that, that wouldn't know maybe far more than I would, you know. So a couple, couple of the staff were actual direct coaches who, you know, they're on the grass with them for 12, 14 hours a week. They, 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 they probably know as much, if not more, than, than what I did, um, you know, about all aspects of the lives. So that was really good as well because they, they, they chipped in with things that I, 
you know I wasn't aware of, and so yeah. getting kind of viewpoints on things that happened kind of six years ago that you were completely and utterly blissfully unaware of. It was yeah, it was it was it was, it was nice to nice to have that kind of little bit of a buffer, really. Favorite episode or guest? Not like you've got any favorites, and not for you to single out. You don't have to name names if you don't want. But if you've got a particular favorite episode or a moment in an episode, what really stood out and you thought, wow, that's really kind of profound. That's really you know, uh, something that you weren't aware of or, you know, something where you just thought, wow, that's going to be great material to kind of show to our Academy lads. Is there a favourite moment or episode, I guess? I think they've all merged into one now, but um, <laughs> I, I think uh, one, I'd probably pick out uh, a lad called Ben Ascroft. Uh, okay. You know, probably probably more so in the news I've had in the past week. I've just kind of learned that he's, um, it, basically, he was he was a scholar with us for, you know, mm-hmm. he was a player with us for a number of years. He was a scholar. Um, and he got released. He was a goalkeeper. He ended up being too small, as is, you know, much of the case with a lot of goalkeepers that kind of get yeah. released. Um, but he kind of he kind of joined the club as a part-time coach very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And he's kind of, his coaching, you know, he accelerated the coaching ladder really quickly, to be honest. He'd done his B licence as a first-year pro, um, yeah. you know, that, that, that we kind of helped him get on. He, he joined the club part-time, uh, done some, you know, and then obviously joined the club full-time, which was great. Uh, got the chance to go to Fleetwood as, as head of academy goalkeeping, which was a great, great opportunity for him to kind of fly the nest from Blackburn, where he'd been for kind of 12 years or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, and I've just heard this week, he's obviously got, got a job at uh, Newcastle. So he's, um, he's gone, he's gone in as academy goalkeeping coach at Newcastle. So yeah, I, I, I saw that on the training ground guru uh, yeah, LinkedIn yeah. page. Really good, really good journey. Really good story, yeah. that one. And I just think, you know what, brilliant, you know, brilliant. He's, he's obviously, he's, he's tested himself by leaving his comfort zone with us because it's easy and it sometimes just stick in your comfort zone. Well, yeah, I was, I was going to ask that. Do you feel that's probably integral to his, you know, he's, he's clearly a, you know, a really good, really good lad and really good at his job. But do you think that's been integral to his journey so far and his upward curve in a relatively short period of time in terms of testing himself like you said, he could have easily stayed with you guys and, you know, potentially, you know, gone through the, the academy system being, you know, YDP goalkeeper coach, then PDP goalkeeper coach, and maybe have aspirations for the first team. But do you feel it's integral that he's got different experiences with yourself than at Fleetwood and now the next stage? Do you feel that's really important? Yeah, I do. I do. And, you know, not one for necessarily saying you want to jump ship all the time. But, <laughs> but yeah, definitely, you know, especially for a young lad who's obviously still learning his trade a little bit and going into different environments and seeing seeing maybe what works, what, you know, maybe what you've put in place at Blackburn. Are you going to be able to kind of, you know, transfer that across and carry it across? Or do you have to yeah. tweak it? Do you have to adapt to Fleetwood's environment? Is he going to have to now adapt to Newcastle's? Is he, is you know, has he got the... Is he going to be able to imprint what he wants to imprint, you know, um, to an extent, obviously, you know, uh, in different clubs. So, yeah, definitely meeting, diff- meeting loads of new people, interacting with different boys and different parents. And, yeah, mm-hmm. all them things, I think, that comes with just kind of probably interacting with with, uh, with different people. But I think probably with his, the standout moment in the podcast was when he told me that we really, we told him he wasn't getting a contract. And I think he knew. Okay. He knew he wasn't going to get one because he, th- he knew size wasn't on his, his side. And, um, you know, he, he was quite a confident lad, to be fair to him. And um, I just remember he, he said he reminded me of the story of when, you know, I must have gone into the changing rooms, you know, just probably post-release maybe, you know, yeah. a couple of days after the lads have had news, whether they've been kept on or not. And the uh, changing room was full. And you know what it's like when you walk into a changing room as a member <laughs> of staff. You're only, you're only a member of staff and, you know, that's their, that's their kind of area, isn't it? You know what I mean? You're a yeah. Their den. And... Um, yeah, let's just let's just say he's a little bit outspoken, a little bit cheeky, a little bit arid, <laughs> maybe with his opinion about you know the club, um, the football in general, the club, it, bit of a bravado, you know, type thing, um, you know. And I kind of tried to reassure him that come on, this could, could be the best thing that happened to you. Um, you know, he kind of talked about, oh, I'll just go and work in Tesco, and you know, just 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 kind of putting that real brick wall up and bravado. Um, you know, got a bit of few giggles and few laughs from the lads and you try and give them some words of advice but for him to come back and remind me of that story and then say do you know what what you said was right you were right I was a bit of an idiot when I said that I was a bit of an idiot when I kind of jumped back at you and said this or said that and yeah I'm, I'm glad I kind of took not just my advice but you know everyone's advice that was offered to him really at the time uh, you know just go away and reflect and it might not be football play you know career 
playing career might not be for you. You might not be able to go and do it. Uh, you might need to look very quickly at alternatives. And fair play to him, he did, he did that very quickly, to be honest. Uh, straight on his straight on his beer license, uh, you know, in that summer, and, and he hasn't looked back really, to be honest. So yeah, I think that was a nice moment, to be honest. Uh, oh, sounds superb that one. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. Sorry, sorry, just today actually, and it's just it's just even more evidence of that. You know, you don't have to wait to, you know, kind of wait too long to get back in the system. And sometimes, you know, as we know from famous examples, those playing careers that were cut short for whatever reason, sometimes can go on and make, you know, the better coaches. So, yeah, I'm sure it'll, sure it'll be a, a successful journey continuing on. And, yeah, look forward to following that story. And, yeah, it's good that that's kind of stood out on your podcast and that, you know, he's wanting to come on and give back. And, yeah, you, you never know. In a couple of couple of years' time, I might get him back on. And, uh, yeah, it might, might be, you know, Moving on to somewhere else, or moving up the, the the career ladder from a coaching perspective, I'm sure I'm sure you'll 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 know him better than me. And that he's yeah he's he's obviously he's obviously impressed quite a few people everywhere he's been. So yeah, that's a great story to tell. Well, you never know; he could end up being my boss in ten years. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> far that far up the ladder, he could end up coming in and, and uh, yeah, could he be my boss? Maybe so, maybe that's why you said it's his favorite your favorite episode. Maybe yeah. yeah yeah get that in there. Method in the madness, mate. Method in the madness. So you, you mentioned before about the the reason behind your podcast. You'd listen to some podcasts um, as we probably all did during lockdown and COVID. Is there any podcasts that you know are your go to ones, either football or non football ones that you feel would be you know good for our listeners to tap into? You, you know, is the any kind of go-to ones that are a bit, you know, off the beaten track or some classic ones that you just think, yeah, that's my every Monday morning on the way into work, I'm listening to the latest episode of that podcast. Yeah, I, th- I think the I think the obvious one really is the high-performance podcast, isn't it? I think yeah. with, with Mr. Humphreys, that's the, uh, <laughs> that's the, uh, the, 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 the go-to and the obvious one, just just because of the variety of, of, of guests that they've had on. It's not just necessarily been sport-related. They've had, you know, all, all kind of guests, haven't they, from all walks of life, all kind yeah. of, you know, within business, that you know, et cetera, that have been a real success. Uh, I'm not going to lie, the ones that were football-related were, were obviously, you know, paid me interest a little bit more, but there was definitely some little golden nuggets in, in, in some of the other ones I listened to within that. So that, that that's the obvious one. That was a great one. Part of what gave me the... Part of what gave me the idea about an academy graduate one actually was a listen to the football journeys podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, no. I, I actually met Fraser Franks a few times, and 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 we 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 done we done a course together a couple of years ago. So I, I you know got quite friendly. We got chatting with him, and um, you know so that that's probably why I jumped onto that one. Just interested to see what he had to say, and me me being a Liverpool fan from a personal perspective, that that was quite an interesting one because they they followed a. You know, a, a list, you know, a few lads graduates from from Liverpool specifically. Yeah. Didn't they? I can't yeah. remember what cohort it was, but you, you know, you know the you, you know of the lads. So yeah, uh, it, it, that was an interesting one to listen to. And then yeah, that you mentioned the training ground podcast before. That's be that's been an interesting one, isn't it? You know, specifically around all aspects of performance. Mm-hmm. Got even the gold dust one as well. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. I've listened to that. I've, I've I've not read the book, but yeah, certainly the podcast has been really really informative. Yeah, again, again, just a bit maybe probably an obvious one, and but yeah, just, just, I just, I just find particularly with the Goldust one, and, and yeah, just, just little, quite laid back, just quite informative. If you know, easy to listen to. You know, sometimes you can podcast on and turn them off after twenty minutes because they're a little yeah. bit kind of too wooden or whatever. But that that one I found you know pretty good. Uh, to be fair, yeah. So de- def- definitely they were some you know give me the inspiration for what I did anyway. And then. Going back to your podcast and other ones like it, so I'm sure some most of our listeners have heard of the high performance one. It's been talked about a few times on here. But so in terms of what do you feel academy players, graduates, young professionals are, are, will get from these platforms, from those podcasts? Because you mentioned before about you know just putting it on the radio on the way into train on the way home. What what do you feel that lads are going to get from listening to those and, and tapping into? Other sports, or like you just said, not necessarily anything sport related, but still inspirational, motivational individuals who've had success in their lives. Just, I, I just think they'll get a feel of for a variety of kind of different athletes' journeys and challenges that they face. You know, I, I just feel that you know, listen, it's the way of life now, isn't it? You've got to embrace, you know, modern day technology. And as I said, be- mentioned before, like the, the podcast kind of 
the industry's a little bit saturated in a way, isn't it? But you know, such is such is the way of life now and technology. It's, it's so accessible for lads to be able to just stick it on, as you say, in the car, half an hour here, half an hour there. You know, you know. So I just just think that if it's that easily accessible, the ones I've listened to, I've picked up little golden nuggets left, right, and centre. You, you know, and I'm sure if lads have kind of switched on enough to listen. Um, you know, they, they, they will pick up little golden nuggets. I say, my really just a kind of drop in the ocean, really, you know, without the five episodes that, I, I again, I reflect and probably could have done better with them as well. But it, even some of the conversations I had back in the club with our lads and our scholars, that you know, the, some of the few that did actually listen kind of said, oh, that, that was it. I didn't know that. Oh, that was quite interesting. Oh, that was quite interesting. Oh, didn't realise he was a East and the problems he faced when he finished. So I'd like to think that, even for the lads that listened, that you know they'll have certainly picked up from ones from from the ones I did. So yeah, I'm sure if they listen to some of the ones we've mentioned there, you know, that will pick up golden nuggets left, right, and centre. Yeah, know. yeah, absolutely. And uh, talking of success, in in your opinion, what what do you regard as success for academy players? Is it staying in football? Is it just being the best person they can be? Is it pursuing their dreams in whatever avenue that may be. What what do you regard, because you're very experienced in academy football and your position there at Blackburn Rovers, what what do you perceive to be success and what you can kind of rest assured and kind of sleep easy at night knowing that lads have achieved success? What what shape and form do, does it come in for you? I think you've just said it before. I think, I think it's just to be successful in, in whatever it is that you, that you decide that you're going to go into ultimately. I don't think it has to be you know, um, tied down and, and, and you know, exclusive to, to football. It, it's really yeah. hard isn't it, for lads at that age that, that that's all they think that the kind of that, that they identify with, don't they? That's all they identify with being a footballer. But um, yeah, with, I think without doubt, the lads that are successful are the ones that I think I've, I've kind of come to realise that they're content and happy with, with what they got. The first one we did, the first podcast we did, uh, the oldest lad. Seven now he went to America, scholarship in America. Stayed out there, stayed out there. He's, he just got a little one on the way, fixing real estate. Okay. Completely not really like miles away from football. Had loads of injuries when he was there, to be fair as well. But you know, just like listening to him say, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not coming home. What? What? I'm not coming back to England." <laughs> Got a nice little thing. And just some of the stories he was telling about where his where his wife's you know parents were living, and he was traveling across there for Christmas. And yeah, it just sounded like a sounded like he, he he'd found he, you know he'd found his happiness, he, he'd found his fulfillment, um, and and it wasn't necessarily football related. Uh, another lad obviously released and done a law degree straight away. Started a law degree. He completely just now football's not for me. Um, just graduated actually this year as a, a in law, um, and and didn't couldn't sound happy, you know, you know he was he was he was pretty fulfilled with his life and everything he had going on in it. So I think it's just it's easier, isn't it, when lads mature? I think really that they, they, they realise that there is more to life. Uh, so that that's the biggest challenge, isn't it, really, when when, when they're in the scholars, is trying to is trying to kind of just drop little things in for them to know that really. Um, but yeah, I think to answer your question in short, yeah, it's it's just just total fulfilment and happiness and whatever they do. Yeah, and continue with the successful uh, the success team there. In your opinion, because you've seen many cohorts go through, you know, many lads either get released or go into other football clubs, stay with your football club, and get many many first team appearances. Do you feel that it's possible for a lad to have? success in pursuing a career a football career only and and really not want to develop themselves off the pitch to kind of be resistant to those you know being the best person that they can be off and on the pitch do you do you feel that's that's even possible and you know have you got any examples of lads who've done that who solely purposely just focused on that football had a degree of success but then you know not really develop themselves off it and you know what the consequences of that have been. Yeah, listen. I think ultimately, time will tell, won't it? Because obviously, you know, when when they finish up playing and 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 they retire at whatever age that is, time will tell whether they're completely been utterly fulfilled and whether they could have done other things. But yeah, it, it pro- 
it probably is possible, isn't it, to, to just kind of the flow if, if football's going all right for you and just kind of continue continue on. I've got loads of examples of them. You know, we've, we've, we've just lost Daryl Lenahan, our club captain, 28 years of age, uh, just gone to Middlesbrough. Um, you know, his contract ran out this year and she made made a big decision to go and join Middlesbrough. But, you know, I can't really recall him doing much, you know, away. So I'm, listen, I might start, hopefully stand here corrected, but I can't really think of anything that he would have done in addition to to, to anything outside of football when he when he kind of graduated as a scholar. And, you know, he's gone on and played 250-odd games for Blackburn and been club captain and obviously got a great move to, to Middlesbrough. Yeah. 20, 28 and obviously picked up a, a good contract that will take him into his 30s, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure, he could turn around and go, well, I, I've not done anything and it's kind of worked out well. Time will tell later on. In his life, we've got a couple. Let me, Lewis Travis, who's who's just been named club captain for us, another graduate, twenty-four yeah. years of age, done ever so well. Um, but again, just for the past kind of six years since he graduated, just not really been interested in 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 in, in doing much apart from kind of you know be, being a professional footballer and, and living that professional footballer's life. Um, but you know, we could argue that at the minute it's it's, it's worked out for him. Uh, do you feel that they've gone on to to have those successes which it, it certainly sounds like because they've fully focused on football and not you know in terms of probably probably more of a psychological question really you know in terms of personality and traits but do you feel that they've gone on to have that level of success because they've not had any distractions because they've not had to dilute their effort their attention onto something else it's hard, to, it's hard to know, isn't it? I, th- I think uh, there could be thousands of reasons why you mm. can't go and have success. You know, one thing I'd say about Lewis, for example, is that he, he had adversity before he, he joined Blackburn. You know, he was released at Liverpool or, you know, left Liverpool as a first-year scholar, you know, right. just 16. And so you could, you know, you could look back and, and say that, you know, he had adversity, you know, early on. And on as a young player that he had to move from Blackburn. And, and that's what gave him the kind of impetus to kind of kick on. Um, because we always talk about that, don't we? Well, we always talk about you know going on that rocky road, and it's never just a it's never just a nice straight line from you know, in terms of success. It's it's up and down. It's it's bumpy. Um, you know, Dara even coming across from Ireland at 16 years of age. We, I, I talked about transition before the lads moving into digs, and I'm only talking about moving from like Liverpool all night. <laughs> yeah, like comes over at 16 from. Ireland, that that's that, that's huge. So I'm sure there's been lots of lots of different things on the way in terms of like upset and sacrifices that they've had to make that, that's helped them. Um, but listen, I'm, I'm sure as they get older and, and they have other priorities in life, like families and things like that, that that gives them distractions as well. And and True. And, and and I think it then it becomes probably a mindset of football's not the most important thing in my life. So I think just by natural association, as you get older. And you get more responsibility in your life, it becomes less important, and therefore you potentially probably switch off a little bit more and relax a bit more and can go in a little bit more fresh. Um, I, I guess the other thing we had was it had an interesting chat about this the other day actually was with with the staff at the club, and we almost feel at Blackburn we're in a bit of a a strange position, especially for someone like me, who's yeah. trying to open lads' eyes to, you know, you need to plan for the future and you need to maybe do, you know, dual career planning and, and be open-minded and develop yourself holistically. The challenge for us, I think, is we've had such good success rates in terms of pro-contract conversions, like in the past couple of years, you know, really, really healthy rates of lads. It's probably up to 70% of lads that have gone graduated scholarships have gone on and signed pro deals. Mm. Is that I think the biggest challenge now is lads that are coming into scholars almost just see that, oh, well, look at the cohort two or three ahead of me. Yeah. They're still there and they're still in the 23. So they almost go with the mindset of just, just get, get over the line, get my pro, get over the line. And, and, and they kind of forget that, well, that might only last two years, three years, and then, and then it could start again. Or you could be kind of, you know, be asked to, you know, not get renewed after two or three years, really. Um, so that that's kind of quite a big challenge as well. I think by association, we've just I'm not saying we've created a beast because we're just taking lads that we feel that have got yeah, potential yeah. and the twenty threes structures allowed clubs to do that. But 
I definitely think it's added an additional challenge to staff like us and the clubs that that have to you know try and you know try and promote education and promote lifelong learning and holistic development. Lads will kind of always come back and go, yeah, but I've got me pro or you know look at them lads. You know we took ten out of, ten out of twelve last year uh, as pros. Um, so that was a really difficult group to kind of challenge in terms of, you know, come on, lads, let's start looking at what, what the future looks like. Um, so, yeah, that, that was just quite an interesting little kind of chat we had the other day. No, it's interesting and it's worthwhile, you know, airing that as well and, and, and sharing it because I think, you know, yeah, outsiders looking in would go, oh, yeah, you know, you've got it made because, you know, a lot of your lads are turning pro, but then that caused, like you said, another challenge, another problem because it's almost setting the example to, your 16s, your current 18s, that, all right, yeah, well, they've handed out quite a lot, so I've got a good chance it's not going to be 1 in 10 or 50-50. I've got a 70, 80% chance of getting a, a skull. And then, like we've spoke about before, you know, many different times of then, the next problem is, well, what are, what are we doing yourself, you know, in, in terms of academy football as well, of developing, continuing the development journey as they go into the 23s now. And, yeah, that, that becomes another major issue. So, yeah, I mean, every every success, you know, has another challenge, doesn't it? And it's a, it's good that you're sharing that. And I think it's, yeah, a very interesting point. And kind of the final one on, on, on the success, I mean, there's very few, but there are some. In terms of dual career planning, do you feel it's possible to be actively planning or even potentially doing a dual career while a young professional, uh, a scholar coming towards the end of his, his two-year scholarship, that they can actually still doing it while playing. Do, do you think that's a, a realistic opportunity for them to do that? Oh, 100%, 100%. You know, as I say, I'm probably contradicting myself now because obviously I've just been, <laughs> been successful. But for me, that, yeah, absolutely. No, no question at all. Like I, for all the reasons I probably just mentioned, really, it, get, it just gives you a, gives you something to switch off from. You know, it gives you gives that ability to go home from training and maybe not have to think about that bad performance or bad day of training. Or you know, you can you can get absolutely kind of humbled by the whole environment and get sucked into just the intenseness of it. That all you do is think about it and having a different challenge, having a different focus is. It, it, is without doubt a way of being able to release yourself from. Because let's face it, it's a pressurised environment, isn't it? I always think that sometimes we don't give enough credit to young lads that are in that environment. It's so no, intense. we don't. You feel that like you're being judged all the time, constantly. Yeah. And, and we're the first to kind of, you know, to reprimand them or talk about standards or talk about that's not good enough or that's not good enough. But you forget sometimes that they're being judged constantly and some of them haven't got the the emotional intelligence still at that age to be able to handle and deal with that. So all them things with all them things going on, sometimes you just take yourself out of that is 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 a way of just yeah, just releasing tension or energy. We've had, we've I think had a- I think in addition to that though, I think there's not many working environments or careers or businesses that I can think of where you're saying there you judge but you judge by five or six six different departments heads of departments, staff within those departments, and they're being challenged in uniquely different ways from physical, psychological, nutrition, technical, tactical. And then to top it off, you've got you and I on there back about career development, personal development, education. I can't think of any other career, any other business, any other kind of walk of life where you'd be not under that scrutiny, but constantly being challenged by numerous different people and and numerous different departments. You or I, you're probably... You know, you've got a line manager, you probably have two or th- other three people who will be, you know, challenge you in the right way or wanting to, you know, kind of drive your standards and drive theirs at the same time. But these young lads have got five or six departments all asking something of them. And I think yeah. we do forget that a lot. And that's every day. It's not just like, oh, right, it's, you know, sports science are going to challenge you on a Monday. Um, you know, psychology is going to challenge you on a Tuesday. It could be all in one day. And it's yeah. it's that's tough. I couldn't do it. I think you forget as well about kind of the diversity of the of the, of the staff within the game as well. Still, you know, yeah. across the, across the game, that and that's not disrespectful to to obviously a lot a lot of experienced staff still in the game that have got a lot to offer. But you know, it's like when people maybe have still got kind of old school narrow minded views that 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 are quick are quick to kind of 
fob people off and not something's not being done properly. There's a real mix mm. in the game, I think, of as you, know, you mentioned sports scientists and and, 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 and psychologists there, you know. I, I, you know, a bit of a cliche, but you, you kind of you, you kind of associate them with being the, the, the young up and coming, you know, graduates of the universities, people that may be, you know, similar to us really in a way, Lee, that, that kind of value holistic developments and, and all these things that come with it. But 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 you throw them right up alongside coaches in the game that just think you have to be focused on football constantly all the time and nothing else. And, you know, there's, there's that much variety in the game of personality as well. It, it, it's a real challenge, even within one, you know, within one, one within one club. The, the, yeah. Variety of personality and 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 and, um, and philosophy on what what they think a young lad should be doing. So yeah, it, 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 don't give them enough credit. Sometimes really really challenging. But we've got lads that have we've even got lads this year, first year pros. One's ended up going and you know doing his third A level this year. We've got a lad who's wow. decided to go and do some uh, language lessons. And he was talking to me the other week about it that he's you know he's, he's actually gone off to night school and done it and even he says it's been brilliant. He's met all kinds of different people. And I think brilliant. That's what it's all about, you know. Take yourself off from training for the day, go and go and spend your evening, you know, with some middle-aged guys trying to speak French and whatever as a as an as a nineteen-year-old lad. But brilliant, brilliant for him, brilliant for him to switch off and do it. And someone that's been injured for a long time as well. And he's actually talked about the fact that you know that's really helped me in terms of rehabilitation from his injury as well. By the way, because there's nothing worse than being having a long-term injury and all you do is no. think about it and go home and think about it and you try to do everything you can. To, to, to maybe rush back or get back as quick as you can, but you know you you have to you have to you, st- you still have to have a life and enjoy yourself and develop yourself in other ways. And I think it's giving up opportunity to take his mind off that as well, really. And with your years of experience as well, in terms of transitions, and I'm not just talking like you know ending football, going into alternative career, I'm talking like the micro transitions. So you know lads who've been released by Liverpool come to you, you know the then transition from the 18s to, to the 23s, then the, you know, the going out on loan, that as a typical general example. But do you feel those numerous and varied transitions uh, are really uh, better preparing that individual for a career in the sport? Yeah, without that, without doubt. And you probably, you probably hit the nail on the head there by saying it's not even the kind of big obvious transitions, it's the real little micro transitions that, that I think are a big challenge that lads have to deal with. And the ones that deal with them the best are the, generally the ones that go and be successful. Um, so, like you say, it's not just about moving from one club to another. It might be moving between phases, might not it? As you say, 16 yeah. to 18s. You know, even we see it every year, and we're probably about to see it this week, really, the next week. We're just starting the season, aren't we, tomorrow? Or kicks off tonight, doesn't it? And, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, but we've had lads this week, for example, the last couple of weeks that have spent kind of three, four weeks with the first team and, and, and the, you know, first year pros and, you know, without being harsh, they, they probably just been up there because circumstantial. You know, because of numbers in the squad, mm-hmm. etc. But, 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 but they don't see that. And, and then all of a sudden, they might spend three weeks up there, and then they're back down with the twenty threes. And it, it that's that's a micro transition in itself. You know, going up, going up for a period of time, and then coming back down. And that that's one we see constantly. Lads going up to train with the first team, and then don't quite understand why they've come back down, and then they have to deal with that, and it feel like starting again. Um, so. Yeah, I think the more the more that lads can be can be can be kind of challenged with with little micro transitions. You, you know, you use there. I'm going to pinch that one by the way. Micro transitions. <laughs> you can have that. <laughs> um, yeah, but the more you can challenge them in that respect, the more you can kind of prepare them for disappointment. Because you know, we probably have a couple of disappointed lads next week that yeah. have been with the first team all the way through pre-season and then come match day squad tomorrow. They're not in it, and they're playing for our 23s tomorrow against Huddersfield. You know. Yeah. Thinking, what, what's going on here? Been with the first team all week or all month? Well, it's, that's 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 the harsh reality of first team football is that sometimes it's circumstantial. So deal with this disappointment and let's you know get back on it and and and, and you know kick on. And, and and that's another area. I don't know about you. That's another area I know I'd struggle to deal with, and that just increases the the respect I have week upon week, month by month, season by season, that, you know, they're constantly putting themselves out there. You know, we have a degree of normality to our day, our, our, our working week. You know, there might be a few curveballs here and there where we're tearing our hair out, but, you know, essentially we know where we're going to be, what's happening. No one's coming to you and going, oh, right, yeah, um, we need you to fill in a, you know, X club, Y club, What you know, you know you're going to be in the building, you know kind of things remain constant. So for these lads who... Like you said, they could be 
train up with the first team and then they're just used as a, as a, as a man for yeah. training for shape for a walkthrough on a Friday. And then, Oh no, you, you're back with the eight to, you know, but Oh, actually you're on the bench for the 18s cause we might need you for the 23s on Monday. And those little micro transitions on a weekly basis. Yeah. Credit to them. Cause they, they deal with it very well. I mean, some may think that they don't deal with it well. And obviously there's a support network to deal with that, but you know, from an outsider looking in, yeah, they deal with it, you know, far better than I ever would. So yeah, massive respect to them. I think it's the challenge of the staff, though, isn't it, as well, Lee, then, to be actually, you yeah. know, how do you dress it up to them as well? Because because it'd be easy to kind of just, just kill them, wouldn't it, and, 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 you know, absolutely rain on the parade and say, oh, by the way, you're only going up because of numbers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, lads that go up sometimes, you think, you know, they must be buzzing on cloud nine and, like, you know, it's an opportunity to show first-team gaffer what they can do. Yeah. Uh, you know, but but if, if you went if, if we went in and killed them and said, listen, don't worry, you're only up there because of numbers. Uh, so I think it's a real fine balance of staff as well, kind of letting lads maybe, you know, think that maybe that they're, they're making a step when you really know that well, he's only he has only gone gone up there because of numbers. Uh, so it's just that fine balance in it and motivating lads as well to 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 experience it, but know they're going to come back down. I think that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's that time of season now where um, you know. Focusing on the 18s and in terms of the new apprentices who've come on for pre-season, like so, we're about to start the season for, for academy football in the next uh, week, ten days. In in terms of any advice for those first years, not just at your club but up and down the country, every academy, have you got any kind of golden pieces of advice for them? Because you've seen many cohorts come through. I'm sure you've seen many mistakes, or you've recognised certain traits in first years you've gone on to do well in their second year got that professional contract any kind of tips or advice that you want to give those first years who are just about to start the football season you know we've we've just mentioned a few of them to be honest we've you know we've mentioned haven't we don't i've, I've got it i've wrote down actually you know don't fall into the kind of armor football mentality armor footballer mm. mentality that that's definitely one for me it's easy to get carried away with it isn't it you know you i think you've got to come in really kind of open-minded and humble the fact that you're not a footballer, you're an apprentice, you know, or you're, you know, you've got to look at it a slightly different way. I think, um, you know, that that's one. I think, like we just literally mentioned, if you get called up to 23s or first team, you know, tr- try and kind of keep your feet on the ground and realise that it's probably circumstantial to start with, um, yeah. unless you do really well and don't, 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 don't kind of hit the ground really hard when you come back down. Um, seeing that load, you know, first years that have been in the building for a month and then the first team are calling them up, like we just said. And it's like, whoa, you know, first, but then they come back down. It's like, yeah, you you, you went up there because they needed numbers. So, uh, yeah, definitely don't don't get yourself too carried away and keep your feet on the ground. And then I think the one I've always found was first years is 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 you, it's similar to the last one. You've got to deal with disappointments because you might not play. I think that that's the big one, and that's the one we always mention at induction. Uh, probably one of the biggest challenges. That's why I think 16s to 18s is is the is is a tough transition because. Lads might have gone through from nine to sixteen playing week in, week out. Yeah. Being a player that plays week in, week out, Sunday, then Saturday when you're under sixteen and yeah. constantly playing. They've never had the disappointment of going into an under eighteen squad and suddenly second year scholars are ahead of them or, you know, a sixteen that was in the fifteen suddenly kind of comes back for pre season and and, and, and and overtakes you maybe, you know, just because they're not just looking forward, they're looking back as well, aren't they? So um that's the one. And I've always found interesting. Lads that have come in, have always played, and then suddenly find themselves out of the match day squad in the first kind of under 18 game program. Uh, and it, that is a real tough one to take. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say try and deal with that disappointment and try and kind of set yourself up to the possibility that that may very may well happen. And then on the flip side, those lads who've graduated from your academy, from 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 ours, and for you know the ones all up and down the country, who at this current time they still find themselves either without a club or they're they're on trial or they're just kind of training for pre-season purposes to get that that fitness and waiting for that call to come. Have you got any advice for some of those graduates who are just finding themselves in between clubs at the moment? Reach out, reach out. Really, is the kind of big one. I would say, you know, um, I don't think they realise do they half the time. There's no. so many good people working in football clubs. You know, I'm biased. I always think the people within education and player care, uh, you know, are always keen to know what's going on. So reach out to the staff that 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 that, that you know, 
Uh, they're always there to support even when you've left. Um, and and just don't be afraid of putting yourself out there. Really, you know that that that's sometimes the best opportunities come, don't they? When you just put yourself out there and and be prepared for the worst that can happen as you get a no. Um, I think that the more people you can reach out and network with, the the, the more opportunities that you'll get. Uh, the, 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 sometimes the more risk people will take with you because they know you might be a reliable, good lad who, who's willing to kind of to, 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 to put a shift in and, and work hard. So I think ultimately it's about yeah, it's about reaching out, isn't it? Really to to, to as many people as you can and have, have no shame in a way, isn't it? Really, you can, you yeah, yeah. If you want if you want to have a career and you want to be successful, whatever it is, you, sometimes you can't have any shame. Uh, given the given how cutthroat the environment is, you've just got to kind of expect the expect expect the, the worst you might get is a no. That's it. Move on. No, I mean I think that's beautifully put. I think that's a I know from our conversations, many conversations we've had, and most people who are involved in you know education, welfare, safeguarding, player care, and to be fair, every single member of staff in in academy football. I think that's the big frustration: is it not not reaching out, not not necessarily asking for help, but just going, ah, you know, I'm between clubs. Any chance I could, you know, just come into training just to keep myself ticking over or, you know, could I just come in and use the gym just to do, you know, a few bits to, to time me over, give me a bit of purpose, a bit of, you know, motivation to get up in the morning, come in and, you know, come to the training ground type of thing. And like you were saying, I don't think I've ever witnessed any member of academy or club staff say no to a lad yet, whether... They've been released on good terms, bad terms, you know, early, late, whatever the circumstance of that decision, then I've never witnessed or, you know, been privy to any academy or club member of staff going, yeah, no, it's not really a good idea if you come in training with us or, yeah, there's not really anything I can do for you. There's always something, even if it's just a chat, isn't it? It's it's something. Yeah, without, without doubt, without doubt. They just have to be patient, don't they? These lads, we we know we know the numbers. There's there's not enough numbers in the in the in the game to, uh, or not enough numbers within squads. Is it to fill up to fill all the pros that are coming through? So be patient. Know that you might have to go back and start again and start playing part time and get yourself a little part time job before it happens for you. Greg, that's 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 another thing, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't think there's anyone that would say no to anyone really. Uh, no, no. And then final message. So. We always allow our guests to give one final take-home message. So this is your chance. It, it, it can be football, can be education, can be career, can be life-related. What lasting message do you want to leave our listeners with? Kill me there, mate. Because I haven't, <laughs> even, haven't even put me right on the spot with that one, haven't you? Um, <laughs> no, I, I, think, I, think, I think I'd probably, I'd probably go back to things I've said right throughout, really. Be, be humble. Be humble as one. Um, Prepare for the worst in a way. I know that might sound really pessimistic of me, but um, yeah, prepare for the worst. Expect expect the worst and hope for the best. I think I think that's the I think that's what I would say. Um, and like we talked about here, look to develop yourself in, in in all areas. Don't become too too narrow-minded and focused just on football. Look to look to look to look to read. Go and read. Go and listen to podcasts. Go and do anything that kind of takes you away from from the intenseness of the environment. That's great advice. And yeah, in terms of speaking to our listeners now, we will share um, the, the Blackburn Rovers Academy podcast, if that's all right with you, Neil. And so our listeners can can check in with that and listen to some of the journeys, some of the experience that, that your players have had um, over the seasons. And I think it's, well, I know it'll really add value. So yeah, it's not just about the high performance podcasts and those ones that are getting probably millions of listeners every week. You can also find... Oh, mate, yeah, the low performance mm-hmm. ones as well. No, not low performance, but <laughs> even even in the most random ones, you can you can no, take something you can take something from. And yours is really good. And yours was probably ahead of the the, the game where it was pretty sure. Without, I mean, somebody can correct me if if I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty sure yours was probably the first overline in terms of from within an academy doing something like that. So yeah, massive respect, and I take my hat off to you for for doing that and leading the way and. Yeah, we'll share those details on our social media streams. And then I think before we finish off, an exciting announcement that you're going to be uh, helping me out and co-hosting a few uh, editions of the journey uh, this season. So it'll be good to have you on board and uh, hopefully you'll uh, be able to dig me out and ask far better questions than I can. Yeah, mate, I look forward to that, to be fair. Yeah, as I say, it's 
I'm really chuffed that you've asked me to do that. I'm sure maybe listeners will get in touch and go, no, let's not have him. <laughs> uh, no, it'd be really good. I think we discussed the idea, didn't we? And I think sometimes yeah. you've got a wealth of experience and I think it just, there's no better sometimes than having a couple of people to kind of bounce off and, and, and ask questions and, 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 you know, you might ask something that, you know, I've thought of and, and, and jump off the back of it. So it, I think it just makes it a little bit more relaxed and informal as well, doesn't it? So, yeah, it does. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, we'll be still doing the edition of The Journey every month. Neil will be joining me as co-host. So, yeah, watch this space. And, uh, yeah, so before that, I just want to thank you personally and on behalf of our listeners for giving up your time this evening. Uh, it's been great to have you on. It's always a pleasure to talk to you anyway. But, yeah, it's been great to have you on. And, uh, yeah, thanks again. Oh, cheers, Lee. Really enjoyed it, mate. Cheers. A double-pronged attack on this one. Yes, we wanted to introduce you to the podcast from Blackburn Rovers and Neil's Insight, but also to introduce you to our new co-host for the journey feature we bring you each month. Neil will be joining us on the other side of the mic, bringing his expertise from one of the leading academies in the country and his probing questions too. Each month, we'll be bringing you academy graduates from a variety of pathways to continue their development as well as yours. In addition, with some alternative guests from different sports and careers who have been on a similar yet different journey that will impact upon your own journey. Be sure to check out our socials for the first guest on the journey at the end of this month. But until then, continue to join us next week for more psychologically based conversations as we bring you yet another interview from the locker. Thanks for listening to this week's episode and we hope you have taken many key messages away with you. But the next part is down to you now by putting these into action. If you'd like today's episode, feel free to tell us on our various social media platforms where you can find us at the locker underscore UK. For guest recommendations, future topics to be discussed, or you simply want to reach out, you can do so by emailing us on thedevelopmentlocker at gmail.co.uk. Remember to share this episode and our platform with your teammates, friends in football, or anyone you feel would benefit from it. So, what are you waiting for? But you're not done yet, as we look forward to seeing you next week when we bring you another interview from the locker. <laughs>